Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, December 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, I guess the, the Dolans can uh, cross something off the list that we had yesterday on our, uh, our podcast. We had a, a list of uh, Christmas wishes for, for those in the Guardians organization, and the, I think the number one on the list was, was Paul Dolan finding a minority investor and, and all signs uh, after uh, yesterday uh, a report uh, it was released that said the, the Dolans have zeroed in on uh, David Blitzer, uh, a um, uh, hedge fund, I guess, uh, hedge fund manager, I guess, not, not really a, an accurate description, uh, investment banker, maybe. Uh, he's uh, associated with the Blackstone Group in New York and uh, also has uh, partial ownership in the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, a sports entrepreneur for definitely, uh, Joe. This guy, uh, you know, uh, him and his partner, Josh Harris, like you said, uh, co-owners of the 76ers, uh, the New Jersey Devils, several European soccer teams. Um, you know, just uh, he's got, a you know, and uh, the Triple A, the Yankees Triple A team in scranton Wilkesbury. So uh, you kind of, uh, yeah, this, this is... Uh, this is, uh, you know, one of the – and it sounds like the, the negotiations are, you know, down the road a little bit, Joe, because uh, David – I mean, uh, you know, Paul Dolan confirmed the, the discussions, that he'd had meaningful discussions with Blitzer. And, uh, you know, Dolan usually – Paul Dolan usually doesn't say anything unless, uh, you know, something is close at hand. Here. Yeah, I guess the, uh, the negotiations uh, recently were described as – uh, around the 10-yard line was uh, was where things, uh, uh, you know, stood. So uh, we'll, we'll keep track of that. Uh, what's what's being uh, rumored and talked about is uh, a little bit more than a 30% uh, stake in, in the ownership of, of the Guardians. Uh, it is, uh, reports have it as, as high as 40% with uh, an eventual path to controlling ownership of the team. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it's just, you know, first of all, I, I would imagine, um, you know, if this if this deal goes through, uh, Blitzer has to buy John Sherman's shares of uh, of the ball club, which are in escrow. They were placed in escrow when he purchased, uh, when he left the Indians and purchased 
the Royals that won in 2019, I think in mm -hmm. November of 2019, uh, you know, and that was, uh, you know, that was rumored to be anywhere from 25 to 30%. So, you know, we, we really don't know how much is in escrow. And then it sounds like uh, the Dolan family is willing to sell a little more than, than perhaps more than that to a uh, blitzer and, and, and like Sherman, he would have a path to uh, majority ownership somewhere down the line. If it's in five, six, seven years, uh, we're not sure about that. And that's a, a timetable that, that Dolan could control if he, you know, or, or set the parameters of whatever he's comfortable with. Uh, Dolan went, uh, sort of followed that same path that he did in identifying Sherman when he identified, I guess, Blitzer. Uh, he went through a, a New York-based uh, sort of uh, boutique uh, sports marketing banking company to, to, to try and find uh, and identify a candidate for this, uh, you know, this minority stake. Yeah, that was uh, Allen, uh, Allen Company, uh, a boutique banking, uh, banking concern in, in New York. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, that's where they found Sherman. And I guess th they hooked uh, these guys up together, you know, Blitzer and, and Dolan. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, Sherman was involved in this too. You know, when, when they, uh, when in July, when, you know, the, uh, the club announced that they were changing the name to the Guardians, uh, Paul Dolan said, you know, he, he and, and Sherman were, were working together to find an owner. To, to purchase his shares, you know, Sherman shares of the ball club. And it, it looks like uh, they've zeroed in on their guy. Yeah. It, it just sounds like there was a good relationship established between Dolan and Sherman and one where, you know, there was a lot of trust there. If Dolan was eventually going to hand over the club to Sherman uh, when, when things changed in that regard, he, he Dolan sort of did the right thing and, and, you know, made sure that there's like this sense of stewardship with this team. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're getting the feeling that now, uh, yes or no, whether or not that's, that's what Dolan is still looking to do with a guy like Blitzer is Blitzer, a guy who they're going to make sure, you know, does right by the team, but also does right by the city and does right by, uh, you know, the fans here in Cleveland. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's a, an important part of it, Joe. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, Dolan and Sherman had a good relationship, uh, you know, and, and in talking to uh, uh, Paul Dolan, he said he wanted that same kind of relationship with uh, the new minority owner. So I think, you know, that just, you know, that develops over time. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you just snap your fingers and that happens, but you get a pretty good, I, I would imagine you get a pretty good vibe, you know, the more you negotiate with the guy and the more you talk about a deal. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, Joe, that this has kind of followed, uh, you know, a sequence of events that, you know, they, they announced the name change. You know, this was a couple of years ago that they were considering the name change. Then they're going to change the name. Then they do change the name. They secure a lease that will keep the team, you know, in Cleveland for 15 years. Uh, you know, there's no debt, future debt uh, as, as regarding player salaries, uh, you know, at you know, you know, going into 2022 and now they find a minority owner. So it looks like if this is an exit strategy or, you know, a succession strategy that Paul Dolan is going point by point on this. Right. Well, it's curious you bring up that, uh, you know, clearing the debt and not having any 
any money on the books beyond that uh, that that 2023 season right now, I guess, uh, is the case uh, with that uh, Jose Ramirez. Well, actually, none none for next year. Uh, Jose Ramirez's option doesn't have to be picked up, I guess. Uh, but really, does does that play into just the, the payroll situation right now? The the first thing that that fans and anybody who sees this is going to jump to is if Blitzer comes on, you know, and signs on the dotted line tomorrow, does this affect the bottom line and the payroll for the Guardians in 2022? You know, I don't think so, Joy. I don't think it's going to, you know, have a massive impact on it. You know, I, what, what, you know, you look at is when, uh, you know, if, you know, you compare apples to apples, you know, when Sherman came on, you know, he bought the team. I think he came on in August of uh, 2016 you know, saw the, you know, really picked a good time to be, to be a minority owner, kind of rode, rode that, that to uh, the game seven of the world series. And then uh, the Indians turned around and, uh, you know, were able to spend uh, 60 million on Edwin Encarnacion over three years. So, and, and that wasn't all uh, uh, Sherman's money. That wasn't just because of Sherman, but it certainly, it didn't hurt the cause. Right. And, and they were able to make moves like, uh, uh, you know, increasing their payroll to to get Andrew Miller at, at the time in 2016 to to sort of uh, you know go for that World Series. They were in position to to strike while it was hot, and uh, you know Sherman's presence and Sherman's uh, the reassurance of of his money being there uh, was also a a factor there. Uh, so what we know about uh, David Blitzer, what we know uh, about his background, uh, he's a a, a pen. Uh, University of, of Pennsylvania uh, alum. He went to the Wharton School of, of Management there, a uh, uh, very proud alum of, of that school, and uh, really has been involved with some of his, you know, college classmates in organizing uh, these investment banks like the, the Blackstone Group, and uh, that's where his wealth comes from. He's, he's uh, I reportedly uh, worth uh, a little over 1.3 billion uh, is is his uh, net worth, but but really it's this uh, this the beginning of this Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment Group that that sort of is his next evolution in his uh, his progression. I guess uh, he owns, like we said, uh, stakes in the uh, the New Jersey Devils in the NHL, the uh, the. Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA, several teams uh, in European soccer, uh, and like you said, the the uh, the minor league team for the um, the New York Yankees, the Scranton Wilkesbury uh, uh, team. Uh, I, I would imagine he they'd probably have to divest uh, that Scranton Wilkesbury the the minor league investment there if uh, if they're going to take out a major league uh, team. Uh, it, I. I, I don't know that for sure, but wouldn't that make sense? Uh, you can't have an, another team's minor league uh, uh, franchise under your <laughs> under your umbrella. I'm there. not sure how that works because those you know those guys are independent owners. The team doesn't doesn't own the that the Yankees don't own the, uh, their AAA team. But I I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how that works, Joe. The, the thing I'm curious about is uh, Josh Harris. You know, Blitzer's mm-hmm. partner involved in this. You know, we haven't. You know, the, the original story out of Sportico, you know, a business uh, sports uh, publication, you know, only identified Blitzers. So, uh, you know, that'll be interesting. It re- kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when the Dolans purchased the, uh, 
the the uh, you know the Indians, uh, the Cleveland Baseball Club in in uh, in uh, 1999. You know, it, there, uh, the first stories were rumored that you know uh, the the other Dol- the, the Dolan family, the whole Dolan family, the Dolan family in New York that owns mm-hmm. you know the Knicks. I think what is Charles Dolan? I think right. Yeah, you know he was supposedly involved in this. The, the and, guy, uh, the guy who's really friendly with uh, Charles Oakley. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, right. the one who's had him kicked out of the arena a couple of times. Yeah, and uh, you know they he owns the Rangers. I think he owns you know the Empire State Building, or and he owns uh, the, you know owns the Knicks and you know a bunch of pr- stuff in uh, New York. But that wasn't the case. It was just Larry and Paul Dolan that were purchasing. Uh, you know, the Indians back then they were named the Indians, obviously. And uh, so I wonder, you know, if, if this is just a, you know, kind of a solo enterprise by Blitzer or if Harris is involved in this. Yeah. That's uh that's James L Dolan. Who's the owner of the Knicks and uh, yeah, probably sorry, yeah. one of, one of the most hated uh, owners in the NBA uh, right now, but yeah, it, it, interesting to draw that, that comparison, that parallel. Uh, you know, I don't know how it's going to break down who owns what or who would be the 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 sole like majority owner there but uh you know josh harris's involvement will be certainly scrutinized uh as as we get closer this is a group that wanted to buy the mets before steve cohen stepped in uh with his you know deep pockets and major league baseball approved steve cohen uh buying control of the mets uh these guys were were sort of in talks and, and hoping to be able to secure the Mets I, I think you know uh, this might be is this their runner-up prize uh you know they can't, <laughs> can't buy the Mets so you're gonna buy the Guardians uh I, I don't know it seems to me uh that their their dollars could probably stretch a little further here in Cleveland oh yeah definitely Joe and this is uh, you know you you're not in the AL East you know you're you're uh, the NL the NL East I think you're in a a, a division that's probably easier to win, you know? So I think this would, you know, you, you've got a chance to uh, be competitive right away. You, you're, you've got a great manager. Um, you know, you, you have a, a, a farm system that keeps producing, you know, Cy Young quality pitchers. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, offensively, it's a little different story, but, you know, I think you, you can see the, you know, the room for growth here. If you're a new, if you're a new owner, you know, coming in, into this situation. If you're you're talking about the the change over here in the next five years, maybe potentially a uh, path to a, a new ownership in in five years, what does that mean for guys like Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff, who have repeatedly turned down offers to go elsewhere because they like the setup and they like the the feeling and the the organization and and everything that's that that they have here, the basically the stability. Uh, are we looking at I mean, eventually Terry Francona is going to move on. Eventually you're going to lose Antonetti and Chernoff. Uh, is that something that'll happen in the next five years? You know, I think they've got to probably, you know, uh, you know that, that organization has really a good, they have, they have a great deal of trust in Dolan. You know, they, they uh, I think uh, if, if Dolan gives his sign of approval to this, if this deal goes through, I think Dolan, you know, they'll, they'll have confidence that he's bringing in a guy that, you know, in five years or six years or wherever, whenever this path of, uh, you know, majority ownership comes, uh, you know, you know, becomes a little clearer. 
I don't think he's he, he wouldn't he wouldn't bring this guy in if he was going to clean house. Okay. But you know, I've, you know, I think they have trust in 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 Dolan's decision. But th- but that being said, Joe, yeah, five years, you know, two years is a lifetime in baseball. You right. know, so anything can happen. And I would I would think you know, depending on the success of the club, one way or the other. I mean, I would think that Chernoff and and Antonetti, you know, they would like to see this thing come to fruition by fruition to win a world series by taking it all the, you know, by they've invested a lot of what blood, sweat and tears in this thing. What over almost over they I mean, Antonetti has over 20 years in involved in this and sure enough is close to that. But if, if you're, they reach the ultimate goal, I think maybe that would be, make it easier to say, okay, adios in five or six years, you know? Right. Well, and you know, as, as we're looking at it, it, fans have been sort of calling for this for you. They've been calling for, for Dolan's head for, for years. So, you know, this is, they, they now have a clear path in, in, in terms of maybe in the next five years, they can uh, move on from that and have a new owner in place. And you never know if the, if the new guy is going to be better or worse than the old guy. But uh, as far as the reaction from the fans, we did uh, see on subtext uh, a couple of responses to uh, the initial reports here yesterday. Uh, let's just read through uh, a few of them. Uh, Carl in Orlando said, that would be magnificent. It's a Merry Christmas. Uh we have another guy here who says, uh, Bill in Franklin, Tennessee said, I like the 35% investment, but not the path to ownership. So, you know, sort of tempering his expectations there. Uh, looking at, it would be great to see, uh, to see the deal go through if it includes a significant cash injection as part of the terms. So I think that's what uh, some of these fans are, are responding to us uh, on Guardian subtext. Uh, they're hoping that this, you know, all these rumors and all this talk results in, you know, money that we're going to see on the field. And we just might not see that, like you said, uh, early on in the, in, in the first year. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I, obviously the payroll is going to go up, you know, it can't, you know, you were at 50 million on opening day last year. I think I, I would imagine it goes up, you know, to, to probably pushing 70, 80 million, Joe, but I, I can't see it going. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to have a $200 million payroll just because you have a minority owner. I mean, it, I don't think it works that way. Uh, you know, my, you know, gradually over, over, you know, the next few years, perhaps, you know, we've seen the payroll go down since 2017, you know, from what, what 137 million to 50 million, maybe, maybe it'll, you know, it'll work its way up where, at least you're, you're close to the MLB average, which is what about 110, 120 110, million. Something like that, yeah. 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 Getting it up or, around hundred, 110 million might. Yeah. And, and who knows with the CBA, uh, I, we, we don't know if there's going to be anything like a salary floor or anything like that negotiated in. It's not likely that that's going to, to happen, but uh, it, it, it's a possibility. And, you know, they would have to spend more if that was the case. Uh, and that could be good news for re-signing guys like or extending guys like uh, Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez at the time. All right. So uh, right now, just overall, your general feeling when you when you saw the reports about Blitzer and uh, the 
potential to eventually move on from the Dolan ownership. This is an ownership that's, you know, lasted, it's the longest in franchise history. Uh, and more than 20 years, like you said, 1999, they took over. What, uh, you know, what was, what's your reaction to just the news that, you know, the, the Dolan tenure could be coming to an end? Well, you know, I, first of all, I'm just glad that, you know, you, you, if, you, if this deal goes through, you know, the club is on, uh, on a better financial basis. You know, you, you, you know you're going to be, you know, whole uh, uh, financially. Um, you know, I think, you know, the Dolans have taken a lot of criticism, but I don't think they're, they're out of this picture totally yet. Like, I, you, know, I, you know, I think uh, the Dolan family still wants to hold majority ownership for a while, maybe five, six years. And, and, and they'll go from there. Maybe they want to see if their kids are interested, you know, if any of Paul's kids or any of their relatives are interested in running a ball club or, you know, staying in involved in it. And, uh, you know, they'll go from there. Uh, but I think this is, this is a good sign. You know, we've, we've heard these rumblings for, since John Sherman, you know, uh, back to, you know, sold his, his shares or put his shares in escrow, you know, now that, uh, you know, the Dolan's, you know, seem to be on the verge of a, of a deal with a, uh, you know, a minority partner. Uh, you know, I think this is a good sign for the ball club, most of all. You know, like you said, Joe, you can improve the product on the field now. You know, it's not, you know, it, 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 it just seemed like every, you know, the, the pandemic and everything else really put the Indians, uh, the, the Guardians behind the eight ball. This will get them out in front of that. And eventually uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to see, you know, what kind of, you know, owner Blitzer is. Maybe he'll show his hand, uh, you know, by uh, in, in, if this deal goes through and in the next, you know, coming years, we'll, we'll get a feel for which way, which direction this guy is going to go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. We've always heard and the Dolans have always described owning and running the club as, uh, you know, the, the family business. It's sort of, it, this is, this is where their money is and this is what their their time and their investment is you know other other ownership groups or other owners in the league you know they have their their businesses that made them their millions and this is and you know the team is sort of their their side project for the dolans this has been their family business for the last 20 years this is what they've done so uh you know even just to to see them considering moving away from it uh now uh, even even if they stay somehow involved uh, in, in some capacity or another. Uh, just should be interesting to see the, the transition. And like you said, uh, see what, what Blitzer will do if he'll tip his hand, if, he's, uh, if he becomes the, the owner eventually here in the next five years. Uh, all right, let's, uh, or very briefly, since uh, we don't have uh, a lot of time left here, uh, we want to mention Carlos Vargas, the next guy on our list of, uh, 40-man roster prospects. Vargas was already on the 40-man roster uh, throughout this past season. It was uh, uh, one that was lost to injury for the entire year. So uh, he spent the the majority, of, I, I believe it was uh, elbow reconstruction uh, for Vargas, who was a right-handed pitching prospect, uh, hard thrower, uh, a guy who was protected from the the, the rule five draft a couple of years ago. Uh, what can we expect or should we expect anything out of Carlos Vargas 
uh, here in the 2022 season? Yeah, probably, you know, if it takes a year, he had the, sur- the Tommy John surgery, Joe, in, at the, in April. So, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, takes at least a year, uh, you know, so I would think probably by the all-star break uh, next season, this coming season, we should get a better read on Vargas. But, you know, this kid, uh, you know, 22 years old, when he was 18, he, he hit 100 miles an hour. Uh, you know, he hasn't really pitched since 2019 when he was at Mahoning Valley and he struck out 71 and 77 and two third innings uh, came, uh, was a, the uh, internet uh, signed as an international free agent in uh, 2016 for $275,000. Uh, but, you know, kind of a three quarter delivery guy, um, you know, really great arm speed, 94 to 97 miles an hour with his fastball. Slider is, is his out pitch, uh, but, uh, you know, kind of an exciting prospect. And he must be if they kept him on the uh, 40 man, you know, when even though he was he was injured. Is he a candidate for, you know, maybe being taken off the 40 man in order to, to make room for any additions or trades that that might happen? And then, you know, because he's been rehabbing with the club and, and has that familiarity, if they do. Uh, cut him loose they could they would have a, a real good chance of re-signing him to maybe a minor's deal you know I don't know I, I would think maybe you know he's he's one of those guys could you put him on the 60-day DL you know I, I, I don't know if you well you're gonna have to have him on the yeah on the yeah. at some point in order right. to do that yeah. I would think you know if they've kept him this long Joe I would think you know they keep him on the, on the 40 man right now because you know, I know they like his arm, obviously, uh, you know, they think, uh, you know, some, some, some scouting reports say he's, he could stay in the rotation. Others say he's more suited for the bullpen, uh, but just an interesting guy, just a, a guy, I think, you know, that they have a good track record of, of, you know, rehabbing guys coming off Tommy John. And I think they want to see this guy just exactly what he can do. Still young. He's six, 180 pounds. You know, so right-hander, so he, you know, he's going to get probably bigger, and uh, you know, he's already got the velo. So, uh, right, yeah, six six foot three and throws a hundred miles an hour. It it sounds like uh, you know a bunch of the guys that they've been stockpiling for that that bullpen, and and you know, if he works out there, that's great. If if he's a if he can return to being a starter, but again, you're talking uh, in in the minors for the last couple of for at least the last two seasons uh, or last season, they kept everybody, you know, short innings were, were hard to come by and they didn't, you know, let guys go deep into games. So, you know, maybe it works out for him that he just, he gets his, you know, four innings a start or, or whatever the, uh, the formula is for these guys. Yeah, definitely. You know, and he, obviously he didn't pitch, uh, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, you know, he was, wasn't healthy. I don't think he pitched in the alternate site either. So, uh, you know, so he, he got hurt uh, last spring and, uh, you know, we'll see what, I mean, he's just, you know, he's just right now, he's kind of uh, an if come, you know, just uh, right. a lottery and, and ticket. He's probably the, the most uh, or, or the least known. We, ha- we, we have the, the least amount of, you know, uh, data and innings and anything on him. Uh, just because of the injury and because of the, uh, the, the pandemic season. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see on Carlos Vargas. 
another guy on the 40-man roster. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll, uh, we'll check in again tomorrow, see if there are any further developments in this, uh, this blitzer situation. We'll see if uh, the, the Guardians can move any closer to identifying and declaring a, a minority investor. And, and we're, we, this is great. We didn't even talk about the lockout once. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. What do you, I mean, do you think they'd wait until the lockout ends to announce this? Cause I heard it wasn't going to happen like, you know, in, in tomorrow. It wasn't, it's not imminent. Look, as long as it doesn't happen in the next, you know, week and a half, I'm, I'm totally fine with, uh, yeah. you know, whenever they want to announce it, but you would think that they would want to get, uh, things rolling as fast as possible and get the, you know, the, their, their ownership group and everything all lined up before uh, they start making decisions based on that CBA, I, I guess is, is what. Uh, yeah. What maybe they've got to wait until, you know, who knows, maybe they've got to wait until the terms come out of the CBA to, if that affects ownership. Right. And uh, certainly any, any change or, or anything like that would, would have to, be approved by baseball if uh you know the the owners would have to get together and approve uh blitzer as a minority owner I'm yeah sure. so two-thirds majority or i think it is right among the owners all right hoinsey we'll be back with you again tomorrow on another edition of the cleveland baseball talk podcast we'll talk to you then all right joe